I went to a local carpenter. I'm building a giant wooden middle finger for you. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. And this week's What Are the Odds? Your Major League Rugby Sports Betting Show starring WWE legend and Fox Business analyst John Bradshaw Layfield, his gambling guru, the best sports better ever, the Philly Godfather, and our gift of rugby, Gift Abelu of the Gift Time Rugby Network, host of the Grow Rugby Show and director of the HBCU Rugby Classic. We just keep having one great week after the next, and this one was no exception. We had mixed results. Three of us were three and two, and one of us got the wooden spoon again, and it's Gift. Gift, congratulations on yet another wooden spoon. These people, these people just don't want me to be great. And I understand. It's hard having all this awesome and just taking another level. So I get it. But the games that mattered most, I got correct. And that's all that matters. Yeah, don't worry about nothing. When it comes to sports betting, the only thing that matters is what you do next. <laughs> there you go. That's it, Gift. Exactly. You're just helping. You're just aiding him here. You're, you're an enabler here. He's got to change things up a little bit, like use common sense once in a while. This is online cyberbullying is what you're doing to get there. <laughs> I mean, this is not it's, nice. It's okay. Look, I, I said I said we were going to end out May with a little bit of a toughie. We're going to start June. It, I got end of May, started June a little tough. We're coming back strong, all right? We're getting ready for playoff where it counts the most. Playoffs? Money wins. Playoffs? <laughs> all right. You know Matt, you're cheating Giff a little bit because he did call Atlanta outright. And that's plus 300 on the money line. They were 10-point dogs. Yeah, I, what was it, 10-point dogs, whatever it was. Yeah. That's probably Fair enough. Like 500. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. Bring it up a little bit. Fair enough, Godfather. And since you're so ready to, to, to uh, <laughs> chat, let's go right to Austin at Houston, in which Austin won 28-9. And there was but one guy that took Houston, and that was you, sir trying to get you guys to catch up i'm so far ahead 61 percent on the season you're like 57 58 percent layfield's over there at 53 percent. he's still ahead of the game and i don't even know where gifts at but i'm trying to give you guys a bone and you still can't pass me we all ended up three and two i i gave you guys a loser in houston what else can i do for you this is like when usain bolt used to like hop on one leg just to let the other guys catch up but then some guys, sometimes the guys didn't catch up. So me and Gift having a hard time catching him. We don't care about catching you, Matt, because we don't like you. As long as I crush you, John, I can sleep well at night. Gift, not so much. I want Gift, my fellow rugby brother, to come up the ranks. That's why I'm hard on him. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. All right. Okay. That finish line is getting closer and closer, though, Gift. So we got to step it up now. All right. This is you. You're a rat. You're like <laughs> Steve Lewis's rat is what you are. The rat to the lizard. Yes, that's exactly what you are. You're All right. Rat. All right. Any Ooh. endorsement money that can come with that title, role, anything? <laughs> no. Steve Lewis doesn't like you either. You're just his rat. I'm three games better than you on the season, just to let you know. Next one up, Atlanta went into Nala. And we had Nala getting three in their home field. And all of us got Nala right. How about that, Giff? We got it right. And you were 2-0 and to start this, this week. As far as I'm concerned, Sunday games didn't exist. All right. <laughs> it was a perfect day for my uh, prediction to everything else. Was Lania. All right. We're just landing. Saturday is a rugby day. That's what you were going with. They played it exactly as was expected. They had the win. And you know, just... when they were five meters out from the try line, 
a hundred times in this season and don't come up with anything. It's, it's gotta be driving the coaching staff of Nola berserk. Nola, Nate Osborne, I know was up to like 6.00 AM after this match, trying to figure out what could have gone differently or what can, but you know, you got to just tip your cat to Atlanta. They're a good team. And it was an eight, seven game Godfather. It was like, other than the two, three run bombs, it was a pitching duel. Yeah. It was definitely a letdown spot for Atlanta to coming off that big win against LA. And I mean, plus the points, New Orleans, I'm surprised they didn't win the game outright, but they fought tough, and we uh, we made some money. And, John, you had Nala. You had Nala. <laughs> you saw that one correctly. you dang right I did. <laughs> yeah, you beat the Galtinis, you beat them at home, then you're traveling down the Nala in the gold mine. There's still things called Bourbon Street. There's beads coming off the top floors with women revealing themselves. There are all kinds of things. It's right by Maria Laveau, right down from the freaking stadium. Gift has a cat named Smokey. <laughs> Do I need to say any more? Okay. Okay. The next one up, Godfather, we had San Diego going into Toronto, Atlanta, Ontario, as John aptly put it. And San Diego won this one by 10 points, 40 to 30. They covered the spread and gift. I looked directly into the lens and I said, picking Toronto was the stupidest thing that you and John did all season. And you did it anyway. It it was on me for expecting Toronto, a Canada team to actually perform in the South, and they failed to be able to use the power of life university to their advantage. Godfather, you and I got this game right. It, it seemed like it was fit, shooting fish in a barrel, yet these two... I mean, you can't blame them, too, because if you look at them on paper, they had basically the same record. Toronto had the better point differential, but as me and you saw through all that, uh, those skewed statistics, San Diego's playing some great rugby right now, and it was the right side, and we made some money again this week. And, John, you locked horns with 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 gift over the whole Nala and Austin thing, the horns, you're flipping your hand and you're a loser. Yeah, but I'm a loser with my buddy gift. That's Let's good. go. This Let's season. go. That's right. <laughs> right. There's a good Southern connection going on down here that you don't seem to know anything about. All right. Here's cat Smizoki and I are pals too. All right. Okay. I'm just, you know, this is a gambling show. We're supposed to pick winners here. The Godfather and I are, are doing it. I can, I'm not doing it at the level that the Godfather is, obviously, but I am, I am really putting a distance between the two of the three of us. And I'm going to continue to do that. But the next one up was even more curious. Utah at Seattle. Godfather, I asked you who got to you when you made this pick. And actually, it was, who did you get to for Utah to squeak by by one point? I have friends. I have friends. Told me Seattle was going to cover. A couple of envelopes were passed around. Can't say nothing else. All right. Gift, the mountain people. They came through, but they let us down as far as the spread was concerned. Apparently, they decided to make Sunfire Stadium go from a black hole into an actual shining star for a moment. Every time we talk about these mountain people, I never trust what they're going to do. They just, they want to play great against the best and then the worst against the worst. And it, it, it doesn't make sense. Their win means nothing because they still struggled. Seattle pulled the luck of New York from them and started to, to, to get this back. Jeff, you can't blame Utah. The, the travel, they were exhausted. They were exhausted chasing around all those sheep in the mountains. It's tiring. You can't blame that Utah. Yeah, being a shepherd is not easy, Gift. Come on. It's, you're out all day. You're up in the weather. You know, it's crazy. And they still won the game. But I don't know what your Seattle-New York comparison is there in terms of you threw out a bunch of stuff there. I'm, I'm really confused. And you also doubled down on Sunfire rather than Starfire, which was your best bounce back, acting like you know what you're talking about. That was great. John, did you make any sense out of it? 
No, I didn't. And I was confused with the mountain people because I thought it was George Mallory and Everest and he died on the way down. He probably made it up there because he did not have the picture of his wife in his pocket when they found his body in 2000 at Conrad Anchor. Turns out it's more like Ryan Gold's Mustard. He lives in the Dolomites. First guy to climb all 14 8,000 meter peaks who at time and altitude would get delusional and see somebody right beside him. How do you trust somebody who sees somebody right beside him? That's what threw me off with this star fire and the sun fire. It was not George Mallory, it was Reinhold Mester and not only Reinhold Mester, but his imaginary friend. And Godfather, as you just, you alluded to, Mallory was, was allegedly pushed, right? Ah! Uh, we were all pretty much on that front foot, as they say, after the first couple of three games. And then, then things started getting a little dicey. You had Old Glory, John, which was your moment to shine at New England. And we got to talk to that rugby wrap-up spread arm because they came up with five points and it was it shouldn't have been five. It should have been three. It should have been that home three, Godfather. And instead, we were laying five. And one guy won that one. John, take a bow. This is a gambling show, in case you didn't know, Matt. And we bet according to points and point spreads. And I knew that five points was way too much uh, for Old Glory going up into the Free Jack territory up in Boston where they froze Ted Williams' brain. And I knew they'd come away with a win by points. That's what we do. We're a gambling show. Godfather, what was your take on this one? We didn't cover the spread by a point. It's a loser. You got to rip the ticket up. And I'll never listen to you again taking New England. Yep, that's right. You. <laughs> Gift, I was not alone in this. You took New England. Look, my guy, DeMonte Noble, got his score in this game. And if it wasn't for him, this would have put me over the top. But we sacrificed for the people over here. Kudos to him and uh, New England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly let me down in the worst kind of times. Constantly. I think constantly is the word of the day here. And we are constantly looking for sponsors and to keep our sponsors and to give you the best picks. So we're going to try to do that right after this break, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. That's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. The home stretch of Major League Rugby's season four. And it's just amazing that two things happened. A, they had no COVID cancellations. And B, we haven't killed each other on this show just yet. So let's go to NOLA going into D.C., New Orleans minus three, despite coming off the loss. The drought ends this week. New Orleans did not end the home campaign on a good note. And I feel the dragon is about to rise on this road game as they tied DC last time. And they're going to enter into that old glory and come out with the win and the point. Hallelujah. Get this now. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 
I think you put gifts on before me to confuse me and rattle my brain a little bit. I'm not sure if it's one of your boys, Matt. But Gamesmanship. <laughs> and give brought up a good point. Last time these two teams played is 26-26 tied. I mean, Noel has one more win on the year, but DC's point differential in the basement of rugby, minus 64. Uh, give, me, give me New Orleans on the road, uh, minus three. Nala is a tough team to figure. Nala is a tough team to figure. They beat a great team uh, last week. I think there's going to be a letdown. D.C. plays very well at home, and I was very happy with D.C. going up uh, in a losing effort to come back and get that trial late. They got a lot of heart. They play tough. I'm going with the home dog in D.C. in Old Glory. They're going to have free shuttles from different parts of Virginia and Maryland and discount on beer tickets. That in itself gets Old Glory very close in this one. But I'm going with Nola. This is the, the the Chris Dunleavy and Paul Sheehy, who I like very much, that you were sitting in their hospitality tent betting against them while they were feeding you free alcohol, right? Yes, and I even took it a step further, and I got my date, six-foot-five date, Yo. a jacket because he came to the game without a jacket. Well, and Chris Dunleavy gave me a jacket. Okay, who got it for you? Okay, I got Chris it Chris Dunleavy you. did. He's oh, a good man. man. Wow, revisionist history, huh? Next time I let you shiver. I let you shiver. How do I shiver? <laughs> Toronto going into Austin. Minus five. The Gilgronies lay in the five, John. Your Texans. God bless Texas. And these foreign invaders, whether they come from Oklahoma or Toronto, and even though they're living in Atlanta, they're foreign invaders coming into the heart of Texas, the capital of Texas, Austin. Texas. Run, Earl, run. That's all I got to say. Run, Earl, run. The Tyler Rose, right? Dang right. Slap my ass with jelly and bury me in an anthill, John. Why would I slap your ass with jelly? That's what you do in Texas, right? No? All right, Giff. If Montero is there, Toronto's going to play this tough. Austin, I feel, has been starting to see their show their weakness. That being said, Austin is going to probably still take this one. This is at home. They, 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 they got this. You can't trust Canada. Like, it's, I mean, call it what it is. You don't trust Canada. That's why they're stuck at home and we get to walk out freely. Did you notice progression here? When Giff started making a point, he wanted to make that point. He picked a pin up and he started using the pin. I'm not sure what all that meant, but there's some symbolism there. Well, it's the Southern gentleman in him that won't just directly point. He's got to use the pen thing, right? It's, it's, it's academic. We're academic here. <laughs> Academics, we are not. Godfather, what are what I'm a little confused. Uh, Austin got the best defense in rugby. They struggled last week early against Houston, though, a little bit. Uh, I didn't like that. They got two more wins on the season. Point differential is about the same. Give me Toronto plus five points on the road. I kind of agree with you on this one. Toronto is that broken arrow, that wounded animal. And their roster is going to get decimated more so than any other team because it's Gift refers to them as Canada. They have many members of Team Canada on their team. So they might have this kind of, hey, this is our last two weeks together thing that might rally them a little bit. So I'm going with the Godfather. And I'm insane. And I'm picking Toronto with the points. But Austin should win this one by two or three points. San Diego is going up to play the Mountain People, which is the Utah Warriors. Minus three, San Diego giving points to the home team. Mountain People just played a one-point game against Seattle. All right. They played a one point game against Seattle 
in it's now forever just black hole stadium you just suck the life out of you going into that place for some reason all right you don't shine and neither are these utah warriors because you you had the advantage of mountains you have everything in your favor but you know what Sididi, or maybe maybe we can call it passive LA because you know they might be getting on fire. They're starting to get really meditative, feel like they're getting zen into their role. They got that 10-point win against Toronto. So I'm putting this on San Diego taking the points and the win because Utah is just not able to deal with the environmental change of weather. He's got the pin going. I mean, when that man has that pin going, he he sounds and looks very, very intelligent. He waited until the second half to break it out, the second half of the season to break out the magic pen, John. <laughs> he did, and I agree with uh, Gift here. San Diego is now on a roll. San Diego is a different team than they were earlier in the season. I think San Diego comes up and rolls all over the mountain people. Oof, Godfather, what do you think? You got the high altitude. That's a big advantage. Uh, Utah has a better overall record, better overall point differential. But San Diego beat them earlier in the year, and now they're playing better ball. Give me San Diego minus the three. I'm going San Diego minus the three as well. Um, You're a rat, and I've lost my rat here. I don't know where it went. It went down somewhere, and when Giff started talking about the black hole, my rat disappeared. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. You're a rat. You you wait until everybody picks, and then you see what Billy Godfather picks, and you just – you're like you're a parrot that's all you are oh i i, I think on my own after philly Godfather said it i'm gonna go with so are you days. just getting it that i go last are you just figuring that out now <laughs> that's remarkable you are you're sharp as a marble i gotta tell you that is that's unbelievable hey you got me you swallow that thing anyway next one up Atlanta going to New York, St. John's University. This is another tough conference battle that's going to determine who makes the playoffs. Atlanta is laying three as the visitor, Godfather. Had a tough battle previous week against Nola. Barely won the game 8-7. New York really needs this game. It's just that the point differential is at zero on the season. Well, Atlanta's a lot better. Oh, man, three points on the road in New York. New York's a tough place to play. Give me New York uh, plus the three at home. Home dog. I'm going home dog. They had the Giltinis winning the New York and lose. I think Atlanta's going to get the same fate. New York is is an underrated team, even though they're seven and three right now, which is hard to be underrated when you're that got that good a record. But they are. Uh, I think they're going to beat the beat Atlanta, not just cover the spread, but beat Atlanta at home. John, if a plane crashed on the border of New York and Michigan, where would they bury the survivors? I don't care where they bury them. I just hope that you're in the plane. <laughs> That's all I hope. I hope that you're like flying there and they say, assume the crash position and you go, what? And I'll say, bam. And then, and then gift is the host of what are the odds? And I think that would be good. And we bring somebody else that's got a bald head that would just mimic what Philly Godfather said. Right, maybe maybe we'll table that conversation and that question for the, another show. Gift, your turn. Look back April 11th. We're making history today, all right? Because Atlanta had a chance to use the power of Life University to uh. take on New York, and they failed. And they failed hard. I don't want to hear about the game. It's early in the season and people trying to figure themselves out. They had the power of Life University and failed. You just came off a rivalry game 
where you barely won. In reality, you lost, but you know, people get lucky. You got to give this one up to the home dog, but Atlanta, nah, this is a fail game. I, I don't have to work for Atlanta. New York, you finally get it. Disappoint me and you know what's going to happen. You're selecting violence. I'm going to make it unanimous. I'm going with New York. Even if they put out the same lineup that they had in D.C., they're playing good ball. I think that they're going to win this one at home. Have you never not picked New York, Homer? Uh, you know what, John? It's a, the whole season's a blur. I can't, I can't be sure. I can't be sure. So next one, Seattle. Seattle going to New England. New England minus four against Seattle. John? Long trip. And uh, Seattle played well last week, but uh, I think the trip's going to get them. And I think New England is kind of uh, an erratic team, but uh, they tend to play better at home. I'm kind of on the fence here, but I'm going to go with the home team and go with New England. Giff, this looks like a perfect time for the Free Jacks to crap the bed. They basically almost allowed that to happen last week. This would be a perfect setting for them to continue that trend if it wasn't for Seattle. New England will reclaim and get the points on this and make up for being completely inept, in my opinion, last week against Old Glory. You, you're not taking into consideration that Seattle's losses this season have been by very few points, oh, a number of them. They do have some good players on that roster, and they have locked up their very good coach in Alan Clark now. Does this translate and make this game tighter or even a Seattle win on the road? Absolutely not. Seattle's got the second-worst record, second-worst point differential of the season. They played their hearts out last week. Uh, they covered the spread, thank God for me, maybe some money, but they're not going to do it this week. New England last week didn't cover this week. I'm going to actually lay six plus 180, so I think they're going to win by more than six points and give me some plus money on this. I don't even need the four. I'll lay the six. You're going to lay six, Godfather, just because you're showing off? I'm going to crush it. John, it's my turn to pick after the Godfather, so I like what he said. Um <laughs> Okay. Go after, get out of Steve Lewis's hindquarters uh, and go up Billy Godfather's hindquarters. I, go ahead. Crawl on up. I'm going to shave. Uh, I'm going to wear a nice shirt, maybe a jacket, and stuff my nose as far up Billy Godfather's ass as I can. Unbelievable. If you, turn, if you turn real fast, it'd break your nose. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going with the Godfather on this one. Next one, Houston, Sabercats, John, going to Los Angeles. It's just LA minus 11, John. What do you got? 1920. The New York Yankees, right after the 1919 pandemic was a Spanish flu, it took them three years before they won a championship, despite George Herman, Babe Ruth, the Bambino, batting 376, hitting 54 home runs with Wally Pipp on the same roster. They finished third behind the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Indians, who were first in the AL. Three years away, Houston is three years away from winning a championship. They're going to get killed by the Giltinis. Excellent points. Excellent points. Uh, gift? Oh, man, I just came from Houston not too long ago. Great city, you know, nice area, very spread out. Seems a little bit more than what it should be, you know, a little overcompensating. <laughs> overcompensating for what? Overcom <laughs> too much space. You're trying to take too much land space. You don't need that much city, all right? Break it up. Break it up. So you're advocating breaking up Houston. I am advocating breaking up this terrible season that Houston has been having lately with another loss by LA. <laughs> Just when you think you've heard 
the most ridiculous thing on the planet. You hear something else. Godfather? A <laughs> uh, wise old man once told me his name was Vito Shakespeare. He said, to be the man, you got to whack the boss. But there's no way you can whack the boss here. I mean, LA's going to crush this team. 11 ain't enough. It's just, it's going to get ugly. It's like whack the weasel, John. You know what that's all about. But LA is going to show everybody they're back at home. They're at the Coliseum. They're going to treat the Sabercats like Christians at the Coliseum in Rome, and they're going to destroy them. And that's unfortunate for Houston. They just don't have the firepower. And L.A., after a couple of tough games on the road, they're going to win this one by at least two touchdowns if you're a football fan. If I'm not mistaken, guys, I think that's it. Been a fun ride so far, John. That's not a question. That's not even a lead-in. <laughs> All right, let's go to Gift, because you don't need a question or a lead-in with Gift. <laughs> This is going to be the week where we start coming back. This is this is how it begins. Is that we? Is that team gift that you're referring to as we? It is as it needs to be to be specific for that. It's uh, the gift of maniacs. <laughs> gift of maniacs. Yes. Godfather. Oh, I remember Vito Shakespeare. He also said to be or not to be. That is the question. And right now I'd be on fire. 61%. Take L.A., take New England, put them in a parlay, make some more money. Call me crazy, but I think you're like the Michael Jordan of what are the odds. Boom. <laughs> it just it just happens to be there. Be any more blatant of a suck-up. I mean, be any, any more than what you are. I think it's an impossibility. And on that note, we are out of time, but I want to thank my colleagues, WWE Hall of Famer John Bradshaw Layfield. The best goddamn sports better ever in the Philly Godfather and the gift to rugby and mankind. Gift a Beilu. I'm Matt McCarthy. Ladies and gentlemen, please tune in next week. But in the meantime, check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show, our Global Rugby Recap, Martial Law, The Zack Attack. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs>